Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Grassroots Army Podcast. I am, of course, your host, former Michigan gubernatorial candidate Garrett Soldano. And I have a disturbing, disturbing video to show you all today because the more people that continue just to deny what's going on, that continue to say, oh, this won't happen in my small town, or this won't happen in my community, or this won't happen in my public school system, guess what, folks? This isn't only happening in Kami, California. And this video that I'm going to show you today and the story that I'm going to share with all of you today is going to prove just that, that it's in the heart of America that this stuff is happening. So I'm telling you what, look, if you don't start to get involved and stand up against this garbage, you're not going to have anything to stand up for here in the future because here's what's coming down the pipeline. And this is what I'm just seeing is as they continue to push this kind of Marxist left movement and really kind of um, identify national or what they call it, white Christian nationalism. That's what MSNBC wrote an article about the story that I'm going to talk about today. That's the narrative that they're going to continue to push that we're radical white Christian nationalists and we're evil, all right? So what's coming down the pipeline is this. One day, if you continue to allow this garbage to happen in the public schools and you allow them to take ground, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a great Christian family and they are going to you know, one day probably force their kids to go to church because the kids are getting programmed all the time, indoctrinated in school that, you know, they shouldn't be going to churches and they can identify with whatever the hell they want and yada, yada, yada. And one day that child may start to rebel because that's what children do, especially when they're getting brainwashed by other people. And they're going to say, I don't want to go to church. And the mom and dad are going, well, wait a minute. We went to church our whole lives. You're going to church. And then that child will go to the school, meet with their school counselor and basically inform the school counselor that the parents are informing or enforcing, enforcing them to go to church. And then those parents will be charged with a hate crime. That's what's coming. It is. Because this is the insanity that's going on. So the story that I'm going to read to you right now happened in California. And California is has a federal lawsuit against one of the schools for Almost exactly the same thing that this counselor start grooming or help the child transition in California without the parents' consent. Okay, and I'm going to show you the board meeting that happened a month ago. One of our supporters emailed me, said, hey, you know, this is not getting a lot of media attention. You should be highlighting on this show. And I was like, what's he talking about? And I looked it up. I was like, holy cow, I want to talk about it on the show. So I'll be releasing school board footage over the next couple of weeks of the school board in Anderson County in Kentucky. Okay. So here's what happened back in 2023 or 2022, excuse me, during the spring semester, the counselor start meeting with this girl and the girl informed the con the, the con or the counselor, excuse me, can't talk it's early, um, that she was in a romantic relationship um, since the fall, um, a gay one. All right. With another girl. And this is a Christian family. And so what happened is the counselor started to tell this girl and what I'm reading is a counselor actually told the girl to record her parents so they could catch them saying some things and then called child services or have the child taken away or even um, emancipation, like withdrawing from the parents, right? That's what the counselor was telling this daughter 
17-year-old girl to do is basically tell on her parents, find out evidence, and we'll help you out. So what happened is in February, the student told her parents that she and her female classmate were in a romantic relationship and had been since the fall of 2022, the complaint said. The Briscoes expressed to their daughter their strong opposition to the homosexuality, which is based upon convictions derived from their Christian faith. At the same time, they assured her of their unconditional love and support for her as their child, the complaint said. Sounds like what great parents would do. Hey, we don't agree with it. We don't believe in it, but we love you unconditionally. Beyond their moral concerns about their daughter's newly professed identity, the complaint said, the Briscoes were deeply upset that she had deceived them for months regarding the nature of her relationship with the classmate. So the parents handled it. They didn't punish this girl for being homosexual. They punished her for keeping this secret and lying to them. Okay, so they restricted her driving privileges for two weeks as a disciplinary con consequence for her dishonesty, not because she was homosexual. The daughters readily acknowledges that her parents have been supportive of her with respect to her efforts to understand her identity, the complaint said. The counselor, my goodness gracious, the counselor and superintendent was in on this, acted inappropriately by orchestrating a scheme based on patently false allegations of emotional abuse against the parents by directing the student to record family discussions at the Briscoe home. Who do you think you are, the FBI? That I mean, this is mind-boggling that is happening, that these administrators and these counselors think it's okay because they say it's for the safety of the child. And they're making policy and law and everything else that supports this hot garbage that's taken away your parental rights. Hey, look, you got to get involved with your school boards. You have to figure out what's going on. You have to have conversations with your children to figure out what's going on. And that's one thing. My kids are in public schools. We always talk several times a week. Hey, what happened in school? What was said? What's going on? You know, trying to get a feel what that school system is doing. And if they're doing something that you don't agree with, then you have every right to go to that school board meeting and address it. And if the school boards don't address it, then you rally the troops, you get in there and you vote those SOBs out and you get the right representation. Because look, they're saying it's all inclusive. No, it's not. It's all inclusive for a certain belief system. The, the girls that don't want to address or get undressed and get dressed in front of a biological boy, what about them? What about the, the folks with Muslim or Christian faith or anything else that goes against their morals and their values? You're not including them. You're forcing them. And what they do to these kids is they tell these kids that have a moral obligation or a moral kind of uh, uh, a problem with what's going on. They tell these kids to suck it up. That's what they say. Hey, suck it up. <laughs> Insane, right? So if you don't get involved, folks, it, it's going to be taken away from you. And one day you're going to get a, a visit from child services when they're knocking on the door and say, hey, you're, we're taking away your kid because you're forcing them to go to church. Because that's what they're labeling you as, as a radical white nationalist. Because this story broke and Associated Press picked it up. And this is what MSNBC pushed out. Kentucky reaches a new low in white Christian nationalism. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I got to point this stuff out because I'm going to show you the video of the actual parents, the Briscoe family, standing up and talking about this at the school board meeting that happened over a month ago in November. Okay, so you tell me if you get a sense that these folks 
are radical white Christian nationalists. That's what I want you to like, because that's what they're labeling these folks as, because they're standing up for the Christian beliefs. I want you to listen to this family, and you tell me what your perception is of this family. Then we'll talk about it. So here we go. We have Brad Briscoe. I love you guys. Praying for everybody. Amen. Praying for God's glory. Some things we could do easily. Maybe we could uh, put a little money together and get a flag, American flag for this gym. What do y'all think? <laughs> Promise me about three minutes. I'll be out of the way. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <sighs> I love you. My name is Brad Briscoe. My wife Stacy and I are here to speak on behalf of our daughter and our family. As Christian parents, Stacy and I live under the conviction that our most important task is to guide our children into a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Beyond that, we are committed to helping our children live out their faith in an authentic way. Earlier this year, we learned of a situation that really challenged us as a family. I know that you are familiar with it based upon the letter you received four weeks ago. Board. A few days ago, legal counsel for the board acknowledged our complaint. The response was not encouraging. It was denial, denial, denial. We are very sorry that we have been put in this situation, but we are also very sorry that you guys are put in this situation. As elected members, we are highly appreciative of your investment in our school system, students, and unique role of parents. Your input will be guiding the proverbial line in the sand for generations to come. You five individuals have valuable influence on who will be determining and following through with the belief systems of families to come. Will it be the parents or will it be the school system? Now, the easy move is to sweep this under the rug. The families of this community, obviously, are asking you to be courageous, to step up as our representatives and do the right thing. We are asking that you take whatever steps are within your power, within your power, to make this situation right. We are asking you to require the superintendent hold the school employee accountable for trying to cancel Stacy and me as our daughter's parents for making a false report to social services. We are asking you to hold the superintendent accountable for conducting an inadequate investigation. We are asking you to demonstrate courage by doing whatever it takes to make Anderson County School System a safe place for students and their families. By doing this, you will be carrying out your duties as a school board and changing the culture of this school system for the greater and the will of this community. Yeah. 
We are blessed with some of the greatest teachers and administrators in the career of education right here in Anderson County, including my wife, this woman right here. But this school employee and that superintendent, their actions should not and cannot be allowed to stand. You have the influence to put a stop to school personnel with agendas for canceling parents. I personally know the majority of you board members. And not one of you has struck me as the type that would be willing to sign your parental rights over to a school system. Therefore, please do not ask us to. Again, our hearts do go out to you for being placed in this situation, but it is also an amazing opportunity to be a hero. I envision the end of this story being that this school system did not cancel parents, but rather stood strong with them. Please give us some assurance that you are gonna take this matter serious. Thank you guys. Number one, it's great to see the community get behind these folks because how horrible, how horrible to go through this, to have a false report and then child services basically shows up at your door because you were doing what parents are supposed to do, discipline your children for their mistakes and unconditionally love them. I mean, this is just insanity. And then the MSNBC runs with white Christian nationalism is at an all-time low, or new low, right? That's the narrative that they're pushing. And they're trying to take away your parental rights, which is unbelievably hot garbage, as I always say. So you have to get involved. You do, man. Because one day, you may get a knock at your door, and you're going to be like, holy cow, I wish I would have stood up three years ago, because now look what's happening. I can't even make my kids go to church or anything else because they identify as something else. It's insane what's going on. Again, I have no idea why we have to have these conversations. And that is why our society right now is such a mess. The American culture is just getting shredded and is trying to be replaced with this progressive Marxist movement because they're trying to continue to spread division to take down our country. That's what they're doing. And they have been very successful at it so far. You know, the reason they continue to win is because they're organized, they don't quit, and they continue to fight. Here's what conservatives used to do, and I'm hoping this changes now as I continue to update you with what's going on throughout our beloved country, is conservatives just want to be left alone. I just want to go to work. I want my kids to go to school. I want to be left alone, and I just want to do what I need to do and be free. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't work anymore. As conservatives, we need to get behind one another. We need to focus. We need to have a goal. We need to have a leader to drive that goal. And we have to get things done because if you don't, we're, we're in trouble. And I still like watch the Republican party, especially in the state of Michigan, just 
eat itself, and it's just a mess with what's going on with Michigan GOP, with Christina Caromo, and all these other factions that are starting to bleed out. I mean, holy cow, is it a mess right now? It, it truly is. And I was hoping, that's why I ran, um, as co-chair with Matt DiPerno, to bring an end to this, take the arrows in the beginning, but provide unity to the party and get this thing back to where it needs to be. But unfortunately, the delegates didn't see that way. And if you're one of those delegates that uh, voted for Christina Caromo, well, it's interesting with what's happening right now because I just was reading through a 140-page report of everything that she's doing. And I like Christina as a person. I do not like her with what she's doing right now, if indeed, in fact, the stuff that I read is true. I don't agree with it. Um, so we need a leader, a CEO, not an activist at the helm of the ship, but the Michigan Republican Party. We need a leader that will unite people, be able to fundraise, bring unity, organize, because it's so easy right now, folks. It's so easy because we have messaging that will dominate the election cycle in 2024. We truly do. Because last time they ran with the abortion issue and they were successful at it. If anyone stood up against abortion, you basically just got thrown into the dirt. However, now they don't have that. And I'm telling you what right now in the state of Michigan, I'm Catholic. Okay. I believe in the moment conception. I, I ran on that. Um, there's no exceptions except for the, um, the life of the mother. Right. And that's just my belief. But unfortunately, the state of Michigan did not agree with that belief, and they voted to get the, per, the proposition through, which basically allowed them to have abortions all the way through nine months, which is insane, right? So now in the state of Michigan, one of the radical ones, and Governor Whitmer just posted a video yesterday like, this is what happens when you don't quit, and she posted her 10-year fight to kill babies, which you know the progressive left loves it, loves her. But bottom line, you're killing babies up to nine months. So here's what we have to do. And even though it goes against my beliefs, this is what has to happen because you can throw that issue right in their face. You know what? You start saying like, no, I don't agree with the nine months. We're doing 15 weeks. That's what we run on. Even though a lot of you are going, oh, Garrett, you can't. We need to fight for moment of conception. You're not going to win on that as of right now. You're not. So this has to be a strategy. And what you do is you throw it right back in their face and say, hey, no, look, we're willing to compromise. We're doing 15 weeks. That's what we want. And then you educate the public on it. And they're going to come out and start screaming and kicking and screaming like they're trying to take away your abortion rights and say, no, we're not. We're actually compromising and saying 15 weeks is the cutoff on when you can have an abortion. And then you just point it right back at them and said, who's radical? They want to kill babies up to nine months. And what does that 15-week ban basically trump everything that they've said? It gets rid of the inception or incest, excuse me, rape, right? And there's still the life of the mother after the 15 weeks, what we would agree with. That's one message. And that's how you turn the abortion issue right back at them. And you label them and you push out that they're the radical left, right? Look what they're trying to do. They're trying to kill babies up to nine months. They can't die on the mountain anymore of incest and rape and everything else they threw down our throats during the last election cycle. They can't. They're going to look like the crazies, which they are. They're going to look radical white or ra radical left, excuse me. That's what they're going to look at. So that's one issue. You turn it right back at them and hit it. So that's one message. The other one, the invasion of the South. Look what's happening with crime and everything else, right? You push that out. Look at the economy. Look at inflation. Look at interest rates. Look at mortgage rates. Look at your credit card rates now. On average, 28, 29.6% interest, right? 
Look at the, 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 the cost of groceries and gas and everything else. Those are the issues. And then you talk about parental rights and what they're trying to do. They're all the progressive left. Listen to this. They are trying to allow biological boys to use girls' restrooms. And they're allowing men to compete in women's sports. And they're trying to rewrite Title IX. The middle America does not want that. The 36, 37% of the radical left, yeah, they do. And they're always going to vote on it. But middle America doesn't want it. There's our messaging. There's our leadership. Why isn't these Republican so-called chairs and the national chair, why aren't they getting everyone together and say, hey, look, these are the issues that we're running on. This is what we're doing. Boom. Those four, those five, we're going to push it out. Everybody's going to get on the same page. And we use the exact same playbook that the Democrats use against us. We don't eat our own. We don't have to have 75 debates. I just starting to see that there's Senate debates. Do you see the Democrats debate? No, they don't. They hide in the closet. And what we do is we air out our dirty laundry on 75 debates. I think you have one debate, have everyone there that's got their signatures, and that's it. One debate when you have those races. That's it. And then after the primary, I think there should be two to three debates with your challenger. But before the primary, it is useless. It is useless. And I, I've seen this when I ran for governor. We had six debates in like two months. And all, and there was there were supposed to be more. All these grassroots organizations were kind of constantly pressuring us to debate and everything else because they want to make money. They want to get stuff for their parties. And I get that. But you can't do that. You can't do that to the candidates because it's exhausting. And it's the same gosh darn questions. Do you, what's your view on the Second Amendment? Do you believe that the election was stolen? What's your view on abortion? It's the same gosh darn questions. So my advice, and if I was a leader of the, 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 the party, that's what I'd be saying. Hey, look, one debate. You get one, invite everyone that got the signatures. There's no favoritism. Everybody comes, and then you get it out right there. You don't do six or seven debates before the general or before the primary is over. You don't. That's wrong. But that is what's happening right now is we have lack of leadership. We have lack of foresight. We have lack of messaging. And all that adds up to us getting our asses kicked constantly. And you can scream from the rooftops that the election was stolen. I get all that. There were shenanigans. We all know it. But you can't continue to say that because then it keeps people at home. You have to organize. You have to lead. And that's what has to happen in our party if we're ever going to win. And we're going to get the, our country back. That's it. That's it. Because I still see questions. Why aren't you supporting the 2020 and getting back and fighting for that? Because there's people out there that are doing that. And God bless him. Pat Colbeck's one of them. He refuses to give up that fight, and I admire that. But my role is different. I can't fight the million battles that are going on right now. My role has evolved from running, or actually my role has evolved from leading a movement to get things done to running for governor. Now this grassroots army that I'm going to continue to start to or keep you activate, inspired to get things done, to keep you activating your local communities by giving you information, empowering you. That's my role. I'm not, and I can't, fight all these battles that are going on right now. I have been put in this place and I'm running with it and I'm doing everything I can to inspire you to take back your local communities because we have to do it as a community. But our messaging, our leadership has to be there and it's not and it's frustrating. Okay, sorry to go off a little rant on that, but I'm just so sick and tired of what's happening because we're missing an opportunity right now. We can dominate the 2024 election if we had the right read, right, right, excuse me, right leadership. So you got me fired up the right leadership in place to unify folks, 
take those arrows. You're going to, I get it, but unify folks and get behind that messaging. And I tell you what, the abortion issue, you can throw it right into their face because you have to take it back a little ground. And the folks out there who are willing just to continue to scream from the rooftops, conception, 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 you're not going to get it done. Not until you educate the public and you have to take back a little ground. We have to stop the bleeding literally of all these babies that are getting murdered up to nine months. That's what we have to do. And I'm willing to give a little right now to take care of that section of abortion and say, hey, look, I'm okay as of right now with the 15-week ban. Let's get that in. And then nothing else after. And that totally gets rid of incest and rape, everything they fear-mongered everybody with when they got that crap through. That's how you do it. So love me or hate me, that's exactly what needs to happen in my humble opinion. And we need the leadership to push that out because we got them. We got them with the messaging, especially with parental rights and everything else. And if we don't come together, we're going to lose. We're going to lose again if we don't. And so I'm hoping some there are some changes, and I'm hoping that people can bring some gosh darn unity to this thing. Okay. So I wanted to update you again, get involved, your school boards, have conversations with your kids. If they go to public schools, you have to stand up and push back against this nonsense. Our child services will be at your door, taking away your children and taking away your rights as a parent. Okay. God bless the Briscoe family. You guys are all in our prayers and continue to stand up. And we appreciate you for standing up for what you believe in, because that's what good Christians do. If you're a Christian, don't sit in the shadows. You can't. I mean, you don't have to be on the soapbox. You can allow people like me to be on the soapbox, but you have to support the folks that are on the soapbox. That's what you do. And you support them with love, with prayers, with money if they're trying to raise money for lawsuits um, or campaigns, or you volunteer for them, or you just send them a message. You have to do more than just be what an old school conservative is. Just leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. Well, those are the folks that fell asleep on the watch and allowed what's happened um, or what's happened now happen over the years because we slowly, and I'm guilty of that. I've said that many, many times on my lives that I'm just as guilty as the rest of you for fall asleep on the watch, but no more. I am awake and I am alive. So God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan, of course, and always God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.